0: This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. And I say,
1: hey, a wonderful kind of day. learn to work and play and get along with each other. This is my brutality.
0: What is your brutality, Liam? Please describe it.
1: My brutality is life itself, and it's constant attempt to crush me. That is my brutality. What is your brutality? I don't know. Something from Mortal Kombat? <laughs> Went very different directions for that.
0: Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to Wednesday Wargame episode 10.
1: 10? 11? No, we're over 10 now.
0: Are we on 11? No, it's 11. You're right. I'm always one behind. That's my problem. I'm always one less.
1: I've been right every time. (laughs) And then you're like, hmm.
0: If if only there was a way I could check this thing before we did the podcast. But there is no way. I just have to wing it. Like all all reasonable human beings.
1: That's because you wake up three seconds before we record.
0: Well usually I watch NXT before I wake up, but last night I watched NXT and I did literally wake up three seconds before I record and I'm sniffly and I have a little head cold and, and I watched NXT and everything's bad apparently.
1: Just in life?
0: Yeah. It's it's everything is coming up it's the opposite of everything's coming up Millhouse. Everything's coming down, Garrett.
1: That feels about right. Like just in general, on a global scale, everything is just <laughs> going badly.
0: But we have wrestling, Liam. Wrestling is our solace. It is Our, our...
1: escapism, where nothing can go wrong.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's the saving grace, the place where we can hide from the woes of the world. And watch John Moxley matches, because we have AEW Dynamite and NXT to talk about. And AEW won last week, reversing the trend of NXT winning for one week. <laughs> I don't think you can call it a trend if they win it's for one you. week. But still... <laughs> AEW came out victorious, Then we will talk about them first, which means we are talking first about John Moxley against Alex Reynolds, an all-time classic, Liam.
1: I loved it. 25 stars.
0: <laughs> you just going to throw all the stars you can at the squash?
1: Every star that I've been allocated, as we all know, anyone who reviews wrestling is allocated a certain amount of stars at the start of the year, and I'm throwing the remainder of my stars to this match.
0: Hey, you got to fill your stars quota, here, you can't give them out next year. That's true. They take them away from you.
1: See, this is what people don't understand. They don't understand the inner workings of wrestling journalism.
0: Yeah, you you, you, you got to closely manage your stars, and we're in December. I'm surprised you have so many left, because you, you just throw stars at everything.
1: It's been, it's been a weak year. How's it, do you think it's been a weak year in wrestling? I actually do. I don't have very many high-end match-of-the-year candidates.
0: Uh, my match-of-the-year is probably Shingo and Osprey.
1: Mine is Jordan Devlin versus David Starr. The correct answer.
0: That's pretty good, I guess. Good, Nice little a quarter-star match. Or four and a quarter. God, if I was three and a quarter, it would be madness. But uh, And then there's probably some G1, Shingo, and Ishii G1 matches that were probably real good that I'd have to go back and look at.
1: Omega and Tanahashi. Yeah, that was like, uh, that match is fine. I think it was like a perfect New Japan made event.
0: We will talk about our AEW and NXT matches of the year. Actually, no, only from the television shows from the War Games period. Yes, <laughs>
1: we're, we're going to have the most specific end of year awards possible just the tv of two companies
0: yes but not even the full tv of nxt just the tv of nxt from october 2nd
1: <laughs> don't count anything else they've done can we include 205 if we also include dark
0: uh no dark is out and 205 is out and even the first few weeks of A- nxt on usa is out
1: i was gonna say well then i think dark being out cripples certain people's chances
0: well that's that's AEW's problem for putting them on dark all the time isn't it I guess. John Moxley hit him with the pendulum shift or paradigm shift. Which one is it? It's the paradigm shift. There you go, the paradigm shift and pinned Alex Reynolds in five seconds. It is the shortest match in AEW history. Before Chris Jericho came out, invited the- Oh well, oh, 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 oh. John Silver 812. Okay, he DDT'd both of them. Then Chris Jericho invited John Moxley into the inner circle. Liam, do you think he's going to join? Are you Are you convinced that John Moxley's like? Yes, I will join the inner circle.
1: I'm shaking with anticipation that John Moxley's answer. I am worried that he may go to the dark side.
0: Do you remember Christian Cage's TNA debut? No. Where he came out at Genesis 2005, gave his big. Sp- promo and scott the more came out scott the more is like christian you should join team canada i'm gonna give you some time to think about it but here's a t-shirt then christian was like whoa i'm gonna think about it then later in the show he came out and he's like he opened his cool fancy sparkly jacket and there was a team canada shirt <gasps> and everyone was like oh no christian has joined team canada and scott the more was like ha, ha 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 cackle but then christian beat up Scott Demore, Jeff Jarrett, and Planet Jarrett, tore off the Team Canada shirt and reeled, he's a nice guy. Basically, they're doing that exact angle on AEW.
1: <laughs> you know, they say that we learn from the greats. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an example of that happening.
0: Because I think that's like that's exactly how that angle is going to go, where he's going to come out in the t-shirt, and Jericho's going to be like, he's gonna yeah! Have,
1: he's going to have his mock spray paint jacket, and he's going to reveal that the shirt's under it.
0: Yeah, and Jericho's got a cackle, and Jericho's going to be delighted, and everyone's going to be like, no! And then he's going to hit him with the DDT, and everyone's going to be like, yay!
1: And then we're going to get a lights out match, because that's how Moxley feuds work. People, people
0: generally, wrestling should be uh, unpredictable, and I'm like, I know exactly how this angle is going to play out, and I'm fine with that. Like, <laughs> I'm fine with the beat that he's going to re- pretend that he's in the stable, then he's not going to be in the stable, then he's going to be in a Jericho, because it's going to be a nice, satisfying little moment.
1: I think now we worry too much about trying to swerve the fans, hmm. or as fans, we perceive that the company is trying to swerve us at every corner now, when in reality, keep it, stim- keep it simple, stupid.
0: Yeah, and people are like, oh, we can't do that. It's too predictable. Usually, if it's predictable, that means it makes sense. And if it makes sense, that means you should probably do it. We got a video package for the Young Wicks and Santana Ortiz. It aired on Dark, but they aired it again now. So PWG footage is officially aired on national television, Liam.
1: Uh, uh yeah, when I was watching this, I actually thought, ah, oh, wow. Scott Lost has finally made it to national TV.
0: Yeah, this is his big national TV. I'm very upset that they're like, the Young Bucks are very good at these these street fights. And it's like, LAX,
1: they did barbed bar wire
0: massacres. They did concrete jungle death matches on exposed boards. Young Bucks got nothing on them.
1: Well, the Young Bucks didn't bust out the, the tack shoes in this match, did they?
0: <laughs> no, they didn't, because they're cowards. Well, I guess they won. They didn't need them either.
1: I mean, maybe if LAX were as tough as competition as Candace and Joey Ryan... <laughs>
0: Candace is the true, true star of, of the the Wednesday Night Wars. God, it's not Monday. It's not 1999.
1: What if Candace was the first jump?
0: Maybe she should be. what she do? She, she hasn't... She might hasn't, be. <laughs> she's just... She's playing second fiddle to a bunch of people on NXT. She should have won the belt by now, and she hasn't.
1: Well, it's like, if if she were to jump, she would immediately be, like, the American ace, right?
0: Well, I'd imagine Statlander would be established by then, but maybe.
1: Oh, imagine that feud. Pretty good, wasn't it? Should I just fantasy book the Wednesday Night Wars the way we want to do them?
0: We should do uh, an invasion angle.
1: Mm, oh, because they always go so well. Yeah. We were talking about invasion angles today, actually.
0: Should do an NXT and AEW invasion.
1: And it ends in a cage of death.
0: That would be definitely one where egos would get in the way a- at every yeah. single turn.
1: You know who would play the homicide role?
0: Uh, Kenny Omega.
1: No, that doesn't make sense.
0: <laughs> He's His history <laughs> in Deep South wrestling, Liam.
1: Kenny would very clearly play the uh, Danielson role, and he would turn on Cody in the middle of the match. Mm. But who, um, obviously, Marty would be the homicide role. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop, indeed.
0: The Butcher and the Blade face Cody and QT Marshall in probably the match of the year. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I, I, think, I think QT Marshall should win the rest of the year, solely based on this match. He was phenomenal in this match.
1: Yeah, this match was... <laughs> Okay, I really, really like this match, right? hmm I still don't think Cody and QT Marshall should have got as much offense as they did.
0: No, I think QT Marshall was far too hilarious to ever give out about how much offense he got in.
1: <laughs> I guess, but I was, I was watching this, I was like, come on, these are like your big killer tag team that you're debuting, and they go going 50-50 with QT Marshall.
0: QT Marshall did he, this, uh, a big, like, uh, basically the Will Ospreay uh, space flying tiger drop, or at least tried to do it, and it was... Like, they're just, just the right amount of hilariously bad. Like, if it was any worse, it would be, like, terrible. And if it was any better, it would be like, you're too good.
1: I saw the match. Yeah. I know what it, that it was great. I still don't think it should have been 50-50.
0: No. QT Marshall rest of the year. I'm fine with everything that happened in this match. Because, he, as I said, he was he was the perfect amount of bad. It's like... If he was any better, it would have been like, oh no, QT Marshall, you're not supposed to look this good. And if he was any worse, it would have been just bad. Whereas he was just like the right amount of sloppy and enthusiastic that made this match like perfect. I love this match. This match was great.
1: This match was the highlight of the show.
0: It probably was. This the show peaked with this match.
1: It really did. Um I really liked The Butcher. Mm. I even even so much that I messaged you about it as I was watching.
0: Yes, you you enjoyed not Silas Young.
1: He's just... He's cool. I look at that guy and I go, that's a cool guy. That's a thats a pro wrestler right there.
0: I'm still baffled about how much the Blade looks different with just a small amount of
1: hair. Give him his mask. He looks like a... He looks like a dork.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. But yeah, that, this, I thought this was a good first showing for them. They got over. They won, which is always good. And they're probably going to face Cody and uh, Darby next and they're probably not going to win. What's with Cody having no friends?
1: What? Like, well, his this- His brother? <laughs> They justified it. Did they? Yeah, last week, Cody's like, everyone's focused on their own bullshit, I get it. But his brother, he could just have yeah, brother. Yeah, he's, he's busy doing PWG six-mans. He couldn't come out and had team with him once. No, well, that, that might be the blow-off.
0: Also, my favorite part was is Tony's like, he has no friends. And I'm like, Cutie is right there, Tony, come on.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, well, that's his employee.
0: Yeah so he's still just a giant nerd and he, he lost so he is a giant nerd
1: i hope the next stage of this is they do some darby cody stuff butcher and blade still win then he calls in dustin boom mm. they have a big like brawl. blood go back let's do some crazy shit blood and guts baby but well, no
0: it's revolution liam and i'm so pissed about that it's it's a very bland and the logo looks bland and
1: i'm I- really upset that we got global force for revolution instead
0: it's yeah. I looked at that and I'm like, that's a Global Force Wrestling logo. It's the color scheme. It's the it's even like the fonts are are they're not even the same, but they're vaguely similar. It's just like that's a GFW logo. It's and the globe in the background.
1: It, it's also like kind of dumb about it. It's like every pay per view name up until this point has been kind of like a jokey name, mm-hmm. and this one's like, we are serious wrestling company. We are Revolution. Yeah,
0: you got to join the Revolution, Liam.
1: They really need to get the, like, TNA voiceover guy for this one.
0: The, the Wii. The Wii. The, the the Wii was originally called The Revolution. Really? Yeah, that was the code name for the Wii. Wheelie. Jeff Wheelie. On the Game Awards. <laughs> Jeff Keely. <Keighley>. I <laughs> uh, keep it. We're definitely doing the Game Awards podcast. Uh, MJF came out. And <laughs> you walk he's over that. Like, <laughs> we're not doing a Game Awards podcast. How dare you. live stream it. Game of War Games. If you want, we could do an episode of podcast a week about the Game Awards.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah.
0: MJF came out and was like, Cody, you're bad, but I'll tell you how you want to fight me.
1: Listen, mm-hmm. I like MJF. Mm-hmm. I think he's a good promo. But mm-hmm. he says the same shit every week.
0: Yeah, it's like, you, even like, no matter where he goes, everybody's hicks. Which I
1: guess, alright. Which, to compa- which I, that's kind of funny though, because like compared to him, everyone's hicks. That Maybe he true. goes to New York and he's like, Oh, you New York hicks. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he comes out and he does, like, the, the standard heel promo, which is very well delivered, as he said. But, it's like, it's the Paul Heyman thing, where it's very well delivered, but the substance is either the same every time or just nothing. Yeah. It's so like here.
1: And he said he's, he's going to have some rules and stipulations yeah. that we have to wait a month for.
0: It's only three weeks. It's only January 1st. That's the Jacksonville one, isn't
1: it? <laughs> Sorry, not a month, three weeks.
0: Yeah. New Year's Day, he'll tell us how wild. I got the
1: second best part of this show
0: what the what the stipulations are. Yes, the Dark Order, once again, they're trying to convince or convert Alex Reynolds via hotel... T- I, I did like that they just did the full, like, hotel intro video and then cut in.
1: Um, did you get a chance to go to the website?
0: I looked at it briefly. I, I heard you joined the Dark Order. You've left
1: me. I did. I have officially joined the Dark Order. I gave the Dark Order my phone number. <laughs> oh, no. You were going to get called
0: yes. by, like, AEW Marketing being like, have you considered by AEW I Revolution?
1: They have my phone number and my Twitter handle. <laughs> oh,
0: no, you, 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 they're going to shut you down. They, when they don't like your takes on the podcast. They're going to be like, ha we have his information.
1: Well, have you, been, have you seen what Evil Uno's been doing on Twitter?
0: No, I don't follow... Actually, no, we follow them on the WarGames account, but I never look at tweets on that account.
1: You should watch it, because what he's been doing is um, people have been using the hashtag with like their stories about being huge losers, uh-huh. and he's been responding in the character with, like, in video format with the background and, like, the the hypnotizing, like, kind of the spirals. <laughs> and he's been, like, cutting promos, welcoming them. That's cool. Do you think the Dark Order against yeah. the Young Bucks is the pay-per-view match? Maybe not
0: yet. Hmm.
1: I wouldn't do it yet
0: because we'll get into this. Actually, no, we'll do it now. The Young Bucks won the main event, and I think they should win the tag titles. And They definitely should. Like, 100%. There is no argument for the Young Bucks not winning the tag titles. I think they should beat SCU, and they should be tag champions at the end of the year. And then, But then the question is, who do they face in February? At the end of February, February 29th is the baby on Leap Day, no less, Liam.
1: Mm, uh, they face villain enterprises. Marty and himself. Marty and the Butcher and the Blade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so it's three on two, that makes sense. And now they have Dustin. The Natural Bucks versus Villain Enterprises. Book it. Six-man tag for the tag titles? Yeah, why not? That rules. I don't know why you're saying it as if that's not a great idea.
0: Anytime tag titles to defend outside tag matches... Well, not 95% of the time, it's bad and dumb and should be done.
1: I wonder how long it takes... This is completely off-topic. Well, not really. It's about the tag titles. I wonder how long it takes until we get, like, a multi-man tag ladder match. Because the Bucks love that shit.
0: Uh, I'm going to say All Out next year. So, August.
1: Because by then, you'll probably you'll have Dark Order already. I assume. You'll probably have Private Party up again. Mm. You could run back with Lucha Bros, and then you've just got enough people to do crazy bullshit.
0: Or you just do the Bucks against Lucha Bros against LA
1: You need to have Dark Order in there, come on.
0: Sure, definitely need to have da- Dark Order in there.
1: Well, Dark Order have had one of the best ladder match, tag team ladder matches ever. Hmm. Like in PWG, the three-way.
0: They, they weren't the Dark Order then, Liam.
1: Yeah, they were happy gamers, and now they're angry gamers.
0: Big Swole defeated Emi Sakura in a solid enough match. I think it went too long.
1: This was like a worse version of the Chris Statland uh, Hikarashita formula.
0: Yeah, where they, they sent Sakura out there to establish Swole. And I thought it was pretty good, and then I thought it was pretty good, and then I thought it was like, eh, all right, and then it's like, please just end.
1: <laughs> oh, we forgot to mention that like, um, the Dark Order are trying to corrupt Alex Reynolds.
0: I said that, but then you, you detoured into your join, joining the Dark Order.
1: It's more important. I am more important than Alex Reynolds. Probably. <laughs> they should have played the Big Swole video package on this show. Sure.
0: It's probably too long. They probably should. Have, they probably would have had to cut it down, because it was a good, like, five minutes long.
1: Well, you can cut it down, though.
0: But, yes, they probably should have.
1: Because, But, like, she's great.
0: And she got a reaction, so it's not like it, people might be like, oh, you should put it in front of... But, like, half a million people always watch dark every week it's not like you know that's not a dramatically less number of people than watch dynamite
1: i gotta say like that's a bad dynamite that's like yeah like that's still pretty decent
0: that's still 60 percent or so of the average dynamite audience 60 65 percent so like that's, they're not
1: getting the nwa numbers
0: and clearly you know she got a reaction here so people know who she is from dark and probably mm. saw the saw the video feature and odds are the people that attend AEW events are people that watch dark
1: I'm, or at least skim through it.
0: And yeah, she, so clearly uh, people at uh, least knew who she was, and yeah, she, she won. It was it was it was okay, it was decent, but uh, I said, too long. This match was too long.
1: A little long, like. But then again, as I said, oh, this is going kind of long. It ended <laughs> like yeah. literally ten seconds after I said that. So
0: and that helps. Uh, Amy, Sak- they should just splash out a queen as queen song for Amy Sakura's entrance.
1: They need to splash out for a lot of entrances.
0: <laughs> oh god, the industry is good. This is like I don't even remember the Butcher and the Blades. MJF's theme is also terrible.
1: Most of the music See, is I, bad. I like MJF's theme, but I would like a remix of it. Mm. Um, Butcher and the Blades theme is interesting to me because Andy Williams has a band. Yeah. <laughs> just let his band's music be the music.
0: Yeah, just do make your own song. What if his band is bad? I've never heard of his band.
1: Well, it's it's heavy metal. It'll do for whatever they need to do
0: all heavy metal is bad there's never been a good metal song
1: how dare you i just came from a heavy metal festival
0: where you did not see poppy so what are you even I'm doing i'm so
1: upset man i was five minutes late
0: we we built it all up on the podcast that you were going to talk know. about poppy that you were going to see poppy and everyone's going to be very excited about your poppy tags and you're going to film a video of you shouting eo shirai at poppy and none of it happened
1: there was a number of people in the discord who asked me about it <laughs> And I was like, "Oh, this is the first time I've really let everyone down."
0: You betrayed our podcast lore. You betrayed our bits, and you, you, you betrayed most importantly, Liam. You betrayed. I do Pompey. have a small
1: poppy note from one of my friends who did get there in time.
0: What did What did he say?
1: He said that um, Poppy looked as if she was disappointed at the size of the crowd for her.
0: <laughs> she was disappointed, Liam, that you weren't there because she's a. Listener. She was waiting
1: for me. She's waiting for me. She I,
0: she I heard the show. Her. She was like oh, yay, my favourite podcast host is going to be there, and she was looking for you, and she was looking for you. Is that your Poppy you. impression? Yes. I don't know what Poppy sounds like. And then, she's,
1: then... she's, like, kind of high-pitched. Oh, yay! <laughs> Very good. They'll say, bury me six feet deep, bury me in concrete, turn me into a street, which is a real lyric. She should, she should do the Rusev thing. Bury me softly, brother. Garrett, her song has her talking about getting turned into a street. Yeah, I think
0: everyone wants to be turned into a street. If if your goal in life is not to have a street named after you and then be buried
1: underneath that street, I don't even know what's the point.
0: Alright, that's kind of cool.
1: I didn't think about it in that way. Yeah, I like the idea of having a street named after me and then being buried in the street.
0: They put a little monument there that you're like, here lies Garrett, this street is named after him.
1: That's pretty cool. We've got a Park promo.
0: Park is sick of being disrespected and he wants to fight Kenny again. Yep. About it. Kenny Omega and Adam Page against Kip Sabian and Sean Spears. In a match, it was weird. Go- it was going along just <laughs> fine. And, like, you think, oh, Kenny gets his, gets his hot tag. He's firing up. He's beating people up. He's uh, lights out. And, and then, then like, people got very excited. Yeah, then you're like, whoop, whoop. And then you're like, no, no, whoop, whoop. It's only Joy Janella.
1: We need to stop doing the lights out if you're not going to have it be Marty.
0: <laughs> they need to stop doing the lights out in general. They do it for every... It's not like, you know, Undertaker or Sabu, who are kind of mystical, weird people. It's like, Joey Janella showed up with, with Tully Blanchard unconvincingly tied at the tied up at the top of the state. It's like that's no, like, it. It was
1: a parody of Sean Spears' shtick.
0: It's stupid.
1: I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the problem with the lights out thing is if you do it, it has to be someone that the fans are gonna be like, oh otherwise they're just gonna inherently be disappointed by it. Or just
0: do it after the match. Like have like do you really need Kenny Omega and Adam Page? Why couldn't you just have
1: Janela dragging out the chair? I think that suits his character more
0: yeah or you just have, just have kenny and Adam page win and then have J- janella drag out tully and there you go and like I, kenny omega and kip sabian was a good match on dark and i don't think sean spears is so bad that he can't have a good tag match with kenny omega and adam page but uh, here we go this match it wasn't bad it was but... fine
1: yeah, i i wasn't super into it yeah if well... i'm being perfectly honest
0: when the when the angle was so bad, and then it's... Like, I'm, that's Sean Spears and is a bad program.
1: I liked the ending angle, though. Wait, before we get to this, I think I just, I just clicked for me. They did the Lights Out gimmick, mm-hmm. because it's gonna be Janela versus Spears in a Lights Out match.
0: It really shouldn't be, but they might. It should just be a dopey a... Cracker Barrel match.
1: And then Omega and Paige. Dissension.
0: Yeah, Paige tagged himself in and won with the Buckshot Larry, and then Kenny's like, eh, I like Kenny. Uh, Kenny was very subtle, like, understated in his, his anger. It was just like, really?
1: Yeah, even um, in, like, they did, like, a little backstage interview that they uploaded to Twitter. Mm. And um, Kenny was kind of like, nah, it's it's cool. It's it's cool.
0: Yeah, it's like, everything's fine. I'm, I'm not mad about it, bro. you want to do it again next week?
1: Yeah, and then they they teased even going after the tag titles. So maybe that's your Gen 1st tag titles match? The Bucks versus Omega and Paige?
0: And we have, have, we've had it announced, Lucha Bros against Kenny and Page next week, so.
1: Oh, uh, if January 1st, Bucks versus Omega and Paige might be the way they go. That'll be a real good match. And that's going to be a match that's going to get a lot of people to watch the show. I, I kind
0: of don't want them to do a full-page turn. Yeah. I'd prefer them I'm to, turning like... Turning the page, huh? Well, hey, uh, I'd prefer uh, them hey. to do to, to something, like, a little <laughs> a little more subtle. <laughs> Curse you. Uh, Stupid joke, man. He he doesn't, like, do a full turn, but uh, he's the heel in the program with Kenny, looking to prove himself.
1: Well, I think we we always thought Omega Page was going to be the direction sooner or later.
0: I would have thought it was the... I would have thought Page is beating Kenny for the title after Kenny beats Jericho for the title.
1: Yeah, but I don't think that'll happen for, like, a year.
0: (laughs) Well, Brandy Rhodes is here. Not
1: not Omega winning, but Page Omega. Because, like, they're not going to have a tiny Omega reign. Mm. To be honest, I think there's a chance that Mox wins the title.
0: Uh, there's maybe an argument that he should. Should he lose? I don't know.
1: But, well, then Mox wins the title. Omega eventually gets back and gets his win back against Mox.
0: We go backstage to Brandy Rhodes, who is um, kidnapping people again. There's a new bald person.
1: I thought it was Vampiro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: the the rest of voices resting slack at a, a spirited debate that it was Dustin Rhodes. It definitely wasn't Dustin Rhodes.
1: Yeah, um, well, especially with what happened at the end of this show.
0: And uh, Sunny Days was another person I saw suggested.
1: I... I th- I think this did look too skinny.
0: Mm. So I felt
1: like they basically gave us half his face. I don't know how we don't know who this is. There's some bald person. There's a lot of bald people there. Could be Rick Knox. What? it could be someone under a mask. Mm. What if it's Evil Uno?
0: It's Pentagon.
1: And the Dark Order and the Pentagon's Nightmare head. Family are coming together. Whoa.
0: Well, it was, be, isn't the easier way to do that, just make it Dustin Rhodes? Shut up. And then he can bring back Black Rain. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And Relic. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Did you know Relic is killer spelled backwards?
1: Wait, what?
0: No, it's a, it's, a, it's a, And Britt Baker's a dentist.
1: <laughs> they, oh my god, they are the same joke, aren't they?
0: They really are. It's the same joke for a very long time. People
1: were really down on this promo. I thought
0: that like I thought Brandy's backstage stuff is fine. It's pro- it's better than her in-ring stuff.
1: It was like a minute. <laughs> Who yeah.
0: Who cares? It's well delivered. I,
1: I do get the idea that maybe these kind of things should be on dynamite, on uh, dark, and maybe some of the more realistic stuff should be on dynamite. I did, but I don't care. But like, I, I don't care either. I'm just trying to provide some sort of
0: as so, someone who idea. watched NXT this week, which had a lot. I think three or four of those personality profiles, and maybe one was half interesting, and the rest were pointless. Like people were like well, put those pro- pro- profiles on, on dynamite. It's like no, they were boring on NXT.
1: But when, um, to be fair, when AEW does those kind of uh, personality pieces, they are better.
0: Yeah, they actually have something that's, like, the, I thought that the detour into NXT for a moment. The Sh- well, Shayna one was pretty good, and then the rest were just there.
1: Well, the rest was, hey, watch this full documentary thing that's gonna come out.
0: Yeah, so like, i I'm no even interest count- in watching the I honestly the full don't even
1: count them as part of the show. Well,
0: there was, like, five of them, so... <laughs> yeah, there was three. Uh, that brings us to Jericho kicking the good commentators off of commentary. Which, no. Jayor has reached a stage where he's like, I don't know anybody's names. It's part of my shtick.
1: I hate this. <laughs> it doesn't make it any I better, hate- Jayor. I hate Jr. like, ah, oh, I'm actually shit at commentating, doesn't that make it charming? And it's like, no, you're just bringing attention to the fact that you're shit and you clearly know that you're shit now. Mm-hmm. Just fucking retire and take a backstage role.
0: It's, it's a bit of a problem when he's like, I admit I don't know anybody's names, but then he doesn't take the time to learn anybody's names.
1: It's not even that, like, he, he, he who admit that he know, doesn't know their names, he admits that he gets phrases wrong, he knows doesn't know moves, he he doesn't know references that he's trying to do. <laughs> like, seriously, dude. Step away.
0: Mm. God damn it. And it would be a whole match of just J.R. and Jim Ross on commentary. J- no, J- no, with Jim himself, Ross. yes. Jericho and Jim That's Ross. That's even worse. <laughs> they, him by himself would have been worse, but Jericho was there to anchor things.
1: Jericho was pretty good in this, though.
0: Jericho's always pretty good. Luchasaurus... We should talk about the
1: match that happened. (laughs)
0: Yeah, Luchasaurus won. It was fine.
1: (laughs) Yeah. This match didn't get much of a reaction, huh?
0: It wasn't particularly good. Luchasaurus is a lot less mobile than he was. and Understandably, he tore his, what, ACL, wasn't it? Or Mm. something? No, an ACL tear would have been much longer. But uh, a hamstring injury. Which would affect your movement and mobility, and it does seem like he came back a little too soon. But yeah, he beat Sammy with his... Slippy-Doo Tombstone. I did like the second he hit that. Jericho and Hager started running. But they weren't quick enough.
1: <laughs> and they acknowledged that. That was pretty good.
0: Yeah. Then we had... Uh, they beat down Luchasaurus. But Jungle Boy made the save. Jungle Boy got a giant, giant reaction. And a visual pin on Chris Jericho. Counted by Marco Stunt. Building to their 10-minute time limit match next week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which... Cool. Solid angle.
1: Some good shit.
0: Yeah. that was The, the angle was good. Even if the match was great. We got the announcement of... AW and Revolution. The angle was really hot too. Yes, the Jungle Boy. People are into him. And Luchasaurus, people are also into. But, alas.
1: And Marco, to be fair.
0: Well, Marco's there.
1: Yeah, but, like, people are into him, as much as we may not give a shit.
0: I like Marco. I'm, I'm like, one of the higher men on Marco. Sure. Uh, February 29th, Leap Day, AW Revolution goes to Chicago.
1: It's weird that they have a fake show now.
0: Uh, yeah, it's a show that won't exist ever again. It'll, the date will disappear.
1: Does that mean they only do this every whatever amount of years there are before a leap year comes back?
0: Uh, no, it's every every time a leap year falls on a Saturday only, lamp.
1: Oh my God, that's a very specific. They should make the massive shows then.
0: Yeah. Uh, Hangman Page and uh, Kenny Wiggle face the Rolls next week, Jericho against Jungle Boy Britt Baker against Chris Statlander and SU against the winner of Santana Ortiz which was our main event in a Texas street fight the Young Bucks defeated Santana and Ortiz in a, a very fun plunder match but not like match of the year levels but I think it was a ton of fun It was uh, I don't think no one will remember this as as a an all time big brawl but they did a bunch of cool table spots and one with a melted drive on chairs and it was a fun plunder match
1: I didn't even really have fun watching it. Didn't you? Nah, I was kind of bored with it.
0: What a sour pussy. Nick Jackson did a I second know. dive off a stage through a table.
1: Yeah, I've seen that.
0: The first one wasn't through a table.
1: It was kind of long, too. It was? It was like I don't know. This, this match didn't get me at all.
0: <laughs> it was a TV main event. Why is it, I, uh, I'll i never give up about a TV main event being 15, especially between the Young Bucks and Santana and Ortiz.
1: You know what? Nah. I'm just not feeling it. Not feeling that match at all.
0: Clearly a Young Bucks hater. Yes, me. Notorious Young Bucks hater. And then they faced off with SEU, and they faced them next week for the World Team Titles. and as I said, no argument, Young Bucks should win the belts.
1: They definitely should win. They probably will win.
0: And that is AEW Dynamite, a show which I thought it was it was alright.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> I don't know, man. I was, I'm, was i like, slightly above average. I
0: don't know, you didn't seem to like a lot of things on this show, Liam. <laughs> By
1: above average, I mean, like, a 6 out of 10.
0: That takes us to NXT, which started with, easily, the match of the night. I'm not even going to pretend there's a better candidate for match of the yeah, night. This
1: match, not only was this match of the night, this match ruled super hard.
0: Leo Rush lost the NXT Cruiserweight Championship to Angel Garza in a tremendous, tremendous match. This match is everything that I, like, this man, this show had two big matches, this and the main event, and they are the dichotomy of what I like and don't like about NXT. Because the opener... Mm. Absolutely phenomenal. This match had like the urgency and, and the, the, the drama and the emotion that you just don't get out of this show. There was intensity, there was fire, there was stakes, these two wanted to fight each other. The title was mm. on the line. Uh, the face heel dynamic, I I still don't know who's a face or a heel, but that, that doesn't well, matter. Well it flipped. The, the, yeah, apparently. Um clearly people that when he pulls his pants off.
1: Yes. <laughs> this was a takeover match. It was better than a TakeOver match. It was better than any match on War Games. Yeah, well, War Games was a fake TakeOver. I don't even acknowledge that in the TakeOver canon.
0: This is an old takeover match. This is a takeover match when takeover matches made you feel something, not when they were just mm. PWG move showcases, which is we'll get to that in the main event. This this was a meaningful match. These these guys cared. These guys went at each other. It's like this this is what I they need from this show. Emotion and passion and meaning. Not just And a real guys, story. <laughs> this, yeah, and a real story and not just guys doing super indie matches that you've seen five years ago.
1: And a ton of callbacks to their previous stuff. Mm-hmm. Some really insane spots.
0: Yeah, wrestled at a, a
1: frantic pace. Um, uh, the one spot that really stuck out to me uh, stuck out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that really stood out to me was um, the electric chair drop into the uh, the cutter thing that Leo does. Oh, that rule! That I was, I was, I threw my hands up at that. Th- so this match, like, it was flippy stuff, but also it had a brutality to it, which I really appreciate.
0: Yeah, they were, they were slapping each other. They went at each other. This this was intense.
1: Mm. Good shit, all around.
0: Yeah. Except Mauro calling a Spanish fly an avalanche Spanish fly. A Spanish fly was, yeah. is
1: by nature from the top rope, Mauro! That's why they call the other one the standing Spanish fly.
0: Yeah, Disrespect to the Spanish announce team. Please learn the name of their move. And in, in, in theory, Liam, you should say it's a one-man Spanish mm-hmm. fly, because a Spanish fly involves two people doing it.
1: Or as it is now known, the red wing.
0: Or a flux capacitor, which is the same There's move. There's
1: a ton of people that use this move, huh?
0: Actually, te- technically, is the flux capacitor the original one-man Spanish fly? I guess so, yeah. So we, we should, in theory, call it a flux capacitor instead of a Spanish fly.
1: Yeah, but it's so wordy.
0: <laughs> it's a Back to the Future <laughs> reference. What more do you want?
1: So Kushida should do it.
0: D- yes. Yes. If you
1: have a spreadsheet or if you like good wrestling, watch this match.
0: <laughs> Only if you have a spreadsheet. Only if you... Yeah, that's
1: what... A, well, that's who I aim to please. I don't care about anyone who doesn't have a spreadsheet.
0: <laughs> if you don't have a spreadsheet, you're a fake fan.
1: Listen, I'm not going to say it, but yes...
0: <laughs> uh, Rush inspired to become a rapper by Eminem. He's treating Garza like Eminem treated Nick Cannon on Fat Joe's latest destroyed. What an explosive match! Explosive as Nick Cannon. Yep, that went that run ran. Leo Rush is faster than 5G. More slaps than the Beatles there by Garza. I don't know. Like uh, uh, I guess the, uh, he means the Beatles song slap. Okay. Yes,
1: that is what he's inferring.
0: Those are the only moral quotes I have this week. I'm already out.
1: Well, he had a ton in just that one match. Yeah, so he, he opened the show with a really long, extended quote.
0: Yeah, he really unloaded them in the opening match, and then he was like, I'm done. He's,
1: he knew that like this is the match people are going to watch.
0: Yeah, watch Angel Garza against Leo Rush. This match was great. This match was everything that I'm always giving out NXT isn't, and it was. And then it became the rest of the show is everything NXT <laughs> isn't.
1: Oh, did it?
0: We got uh, the, the Rhea Ripley... No, the Shayna Baszler video package, which I thought... That one was the only one that was like, oh, this is pretty good. We're explaining who she is. She's talking about cars. And then the rest of them are rubbish. There's no point even talking about them.
1: I didn't watch them.
0: Uh, Angel Garza proposed during the break, Liam.
1: Congratulations.
0: She said yes. It would have been very awkward she, if she said no. that lucky woman. <laughs> I wish she said no, just because live TV.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, like, that's how you... Like, that's just, like... The Schoiden Freud. Mm. <laughs> I butchered that. In um All of Us. We wanna see the
0: pain and misery. <laughs> Uh, Raul Mendoza. I was mad. Raul Mendoza made his entrance, and last week he was jumped during his entrance. He was attacked by Cameron Grimes during his entrance, and this week he just did his entrance. He should have looked over his shoulder. He should have looked over his shoulder. That's the that's the little attention to detail. That like he should have been anxious that Grimes was once again going to jump him before the bell, and he should have been like paying attention. But he just did his entrance the same as he always does his entrance. God damn it, NXT.
1: That's the something that like if this feud had happened on AEW. The guy would have looked at his shoulder.
0: Yeah. This, NXT has a remarkable ability to make sure everybody looks like a nerd. <laughs> like, yeah. Raul Mendoza got attacked last week. Cameron Grimes lost to Kushida. Then Cameron Grimes lost again to Raul Mendoza this week. And, like, he's probably then going to beat Kushida and then everybody will look like a loser. Like, they have a remarkable ability to book these programs so that everybody loses.
1: We've been going about this, like, this is a what we've been going on about for, like, 11 weeks. Yeah. Like, no one comes out of any of these foods looking better because they don't actually put any time into building anyone up.
0: Yeah, everyone loses at any stage. Uh, it's the same as that other three-way program where everybody lost at that one stage or another. It's just like, everybody
1: in the show's a loser. Nobody on the show just wins for a while. Nobody gains anything from this. Nobody Cameron Grames does anything from this. Well, Kushida gained something from this. And that was Cameron Grimes' hat.
0: Yes, he should. He should come out to the entrance. He should get the jacket next. The hat. Should, he should just become the hat. The hat should be his character now.
1: So you're saying he should have a Mario Odyssey character?
0: Oh yeah, he should possess people with the hat. That's even better.
1: That's why I'm here.
0: Hmm. Uh, Travis Banks debut. Is this, this Has he been on? I think it's a debut. He's been on the next day before. Has he? All right. Faces Jackson Riker, the former gunner. In a match that's meant to apparently get you excited for Worlds Collide. Garrett,
1: I fucking love this match. I thought this match
0: was terrible.
1: I fucking love this match, man. This match sucked. I, they weren't the milliballs now, This an hour. match was great. Shut up. This match was great. Banks was fighting against the bigger opponent. It was stiff as hell. I liked this match. It was short. It was quick. It was fast. This was good. No, it
0: wasn't this match. Like he this never, he 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 looked like a child compared to Gunnar. Gunnar like well, yeah, legitimately that's dwarfed the point. him, and they but, worked like, around that. No, that that's my problem. He never did. He never looked like credible. And the kicky one with looked like shit. And then he that's about to get us excited
1: for the World's Collide pay per view. To be fair, the finish was not perfect, but I I don't know. I really like this match. I like that um, Banks had to be quick and he had to throw in a bunch of strikes where he could get it. This is good.
0: This is your regional bias coming in.
1: Yes, for New Zealand.
0: Your lo- yes, your love of of your na- your close neighbor and friend, New Zealand.
1: You really saw we like hate each other, right?
0: Uh, yeah, but you you put you put you bygones be bygones for the sake of wrestling.
1: Okay, sure. This match <laughs> was good.
0: No, nah, it was Gunnar made him look like a child, and then he won, and he did the big shocked face, and the finish looked terrible.
1: This is good. But let's be real. How can anyone get excited for Worlds Collide when one of the shows doesn't exist?
0: Yeah, and, like, the two well, so weeks... Well, say, fuck
1: 205.
0: <laughs> well, 205 is dead, but the two weeks, like, Matt Riddle defeated Chris Hero, and Travis Banks looked a child compared to mid Gunner.
1: Well, to be fair, there's no real stars on, on NXT UK, is there? I
0: like Travis Banks' silver boots.
1: I like Travis Banks'. Yeah. I I did realise during this match, this is probably my first Travis Banks match I've watched this year.
0: He doesn't exist. All these people just disappear off the face of the earth. Remember when all these Which people had good matches in lots of companies?
1: Yeah. Remember Travis Banks was Progress World Champion?
0: Hmm. Dakota Kai faced Mia Yim in a, a decent match. I didn't I don't remember anything from this match, but Dakota Kai won. I am actually no, I do remember one thing. They took the thing out of Dakota Kai's video. What's the point?
1: Ugh Why well, like we, It got how come when something gets universally praised the next week they're like, fuck that.
0: Yeah, we gotta take air beating the crap out of the knee out of the video, because God forbid people liked it and they thought it was memorable.
1: Is it too violent
0: i don't care her things that are she's violent it should be too violent you should show it every time yeah unless you're cowards unless nxt are cowards that's uh, this oh, match, we knew that uh yeah i don't remember anything of this match i thought it was it was decent but like okay it wasn't nearly probably as good. My as least the, favorite the, match
1: on the show
0: yeah, it wasn't nearly as good as the code of my my candice LeRae match a couple of weeks ago
1: was it nearly as good as Travis Banks versus Gunner?
0: That match wasn't good at all. The post-match, though, Mia Yim, they brawled up to the production area and they hit a very, very, very look- nasty-looking backdrop through one oh, table. she ate shit. <laughs> Mia Yim looked like she bashed her head off the table. She looked, like, unsettled and, like, completely out of it when she was getting yeah. up from that.
1: And Takata got folded in half.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that, that that this looked nasty. hmm these two killed each other there. Breeze Angle, Liam. I wish, cause this they face the Singh brothers. They face the Bollywood boys, and I'm like, the, the match was fine, but I watched like Breeze Angle. It's like if these two weren't goofs, they'd probably like be one of the better parts of this show. But they're just complete goofs.
1: It's funny because like they goose on their entrance, but then they're like super serious in the ring now. Yeah. And they have some really fucking brutal tag moves.
0: Yeah, they were great in this, but this was a good little squash for them. And like, just do something with, stop with the dumb entrances, stop with the nonsense. They can be fun, but they don't Please have to be- stop with
1: Beth Phoenix making tired jokes. She, she, she's horny, Liam. What's wrong with Beth Phoenix being horny? She's horny on main- <laughs>
0: Edge must be very upset that she's horny for these men on national television.
1: I think Edge is fine, but let's be real. He seems like a chill dude.
0: Yeah, but yeah, Breeze Angle looked real good here. It was a nice little squash for them, and they're just not—they're—they're—they're cartoons. Do something with Breeze Angle.
1: I actually like this match a lot now that I'm like recalling on it.
0: Yeah. And it's like, I, when they were brought back to NXT, I was like, oh, good. Like, uh, that, those are two men who needed to be called down because they're doing nothing of substance on the main roster. And somehow the thing they're doing on NXT is worse than the main roster. At least the fashion pause like, was funny.
1: I was gonna say, like, minus the entrance, they're very clearly better. Mm. But the entrance is as long as their match.
0: <laughs> and yeah, they're, they're, they they haven't done anything. They, had that, they were the surprise partners of Kushida. And then they've had a couple tag matches doing nothing ever since.
1: They beat the Forgotten Sons a bunch.
0: Yeah, and no, no. are they setting them up for a match against the Undisputed Era? Maybe, but they they, they, c- they, cool. can, they can't do but the they, be,
1: they can't do the entrance if they're doing that. Like, yeah, it's, you can't it's... go into a title match getting your clothes ripped off.
0: Yeah, doing some doctor or construction worker shtick.
1: Oh, well, let's play a game. I have a game for you, Garrett. Mm-hmm. What will the next Brizango entrance be? What <laughs> trope will they go with? They'll go
0: for lawyers. They're going to be lawyers. My, I,
1: get, I think they're going to be plumbers.
0: Ooh, plumbers will work.
1: Or, or pizza delivery.
0: Beth Beth will go nuts for the plumber one. Yeah. What a, oh, God. Anyway. uh, Yeah, the, then we... <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. Bianca Belair uh, defeated Caden Carter in a match that was too long even for a foreman at squash.
1: I kind of like Caden Carter, though.
0: Yeah, I thought she looked pretty good there. But, like, th- if this was a match to heat up... Belair, I don't think it was a particularly good one. If it was a showcase yeah. of Carter, I don't think it was a particularly good one. So, so, like, what did this match achieve? Very little.
1: Well, it's just like, I feel like if you're going to do this match, you might as well just have Caden Carter do the upset.
0: Upset her? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, on board well, with you there.
1: Bianca, Bianca Belair is established. She's not going to lose anything really. Mm. And then you have a program with two people that don't really get used in programs at the moment.
0: And she also has pretty much nothing to lose. It's not like she's, a, a, she's, she's that hot or anything at the moment. But if like, even loses if she
1: even if she loses, I think she's over enough in that crowd now that like it wouldn't even matter.
0: Yeah, and she could get her heat back somehow.
1: Mm.
0: But Yeah, she. Ken Carter should have won this. <laughs> a, a mediocre squash. Then we had our main event, which was. I don't know, like this is a match which I I I cannot in good faith say it was a bad wrestling match because it wasn't. I I can't I have to probably in good faith say it was a good wrestling match because it probably was. But this was like the 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 dumb NXT Super Indie match. It's the exact opposite of the of the opener that are just like they're just doing moves at a million miles an hour and they're taking turns and like it's it's well executed. But like, there's no stakes or substance or emotion, and there is stakes. It's not a number of contenders match, but it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel. There's no like passion or drive. There's no like storyline hook. Keith Lee, his big Survivor Series push, coming out of that big match with Roman Reigns that everyone remembers, is he lost the tag title match of the Undisputed Era, and now he lost this number one contendership match in which he was pinned of him, which clearly suggests that they're going to set up Champa for the TakeOver rather than Keith Lee. And I'm like, what are, you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Do something better, NXT. Stop with these dumb matches. Why was this a triple threat in the first place when Finn Balor beat Tommaso Ciampa two weeks ago? It
1: should have just been Balor-Keith Lee.
0: Yeah, it's why is Ciampa even in the match?
1: Yes, and like, they even asked that in the promo. Yeah. Balor's like, why is he here? I beat him. And like,
0: if you're going to pin Keith Lee, just do the singles match. Fair enough if they put Ciampa there for Balor to pin so that they build Keith Lee down the line. But no, they pinned Keith Lee so they're clearly building Ciampa down the line. And this, this is the NXT I don't like. Everything about this match is, like, it is an objectively good wrestling match, but everything about the storytelling, everything about the way it was worked, everything about, like, the atmosphere around it's just, like, the, the phony corporate PWG that I don't like, as opposed to the cool wrestlers. Like, Garza Jr. has done his best work in NXT. Like, like, better than his Impact work, better than his Indie work, better than his Mexico work. Like, his two matches with Leo Rush are the two best Garza matches I have ever seen. That's the way this show should be. Not them doing retreads of stuff they did in the Indies five years ago.
1: You're completely right. Go on. And I have nothing to add. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, you've said it all. Like, this is exactly what this was. There was cool spots. I liked the spots. Mm-hmm. I liked Champa's double DDT. I liked... That Champa looked like he was no Finn looked like he was gonna die on that like Tower of Doom air raid crash white noise stick yeah there was cool moves and I don't like cool moves but I don't know I feel like I should have felt something during this
0: yeah Finn wins the set of Finn against Adam Cole next week which is your big main event In a event. match
1: that screams no finish
0: <laughs> yeah they're probably gonna do something that's that's where Johnny comes back isn't it
1: yeah I'd imagine so we then we set up some sort of Cole Roderick DIY bullshit.
0: Does Shayna lose the belt next week? I think so. It feels like time. I, I think you. you uh, I think that the way to do that is she loses the belt and you come back with a rematch. Now you do some shitty finish and then come back with... You extend the chase.
1: Rhea wins the belt and then at the TakeOver, or Worlds Collide, I guess, mm. <laughs> they do the rematch. But it's, yeah, and then the she debuts in the Women's Royal Rumble.
0: There you go. There We booked your show for you, NXT.
1: We, we do that a lot <laughs> and then they then they go with something completely asinine that doesn't make sense.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, match of the week, Garza against Leo Rush.
1: Far and away. Show Big four and a quarter. Show of the week. Garrett. I don't
0: even know. I don't I legitimately it, it, I don't even know.
1: <laughs> it's NXT for me. <sighs> I don't know. I had I had higher highs on NXT. Mm. And I had consistently about the same enjoyability throughout the show. Like, both shows were very easy to watch for me this week. Mm-hmm. But NXT just had the peaks. Mm. So I'm going to give it to NXT. Because that, that I liked that opening match a lot. And I really liked Travis Banks and Gunner for some reason. But I really did like that. You, so I'm going to give wrong. it to NXT.
0: Uh, the poll says 67%, 33% AW. so I'm the deciding vote here. And I legitimately don't know. I didn't particularly like either well, of these I... shows.
1: <laughs> if you don't know, and you go around 50-50, I think you just gotta go with which show had the best match. Do I? Well, I, that's my theory. I'd be like, if they're both pretty on par with each other, and one had a way better match than the other show, I'm gonna go with the one that had the match that I might go back and watch again.
0: Yes, that's a sound What magic. are you
1: gonna rewatch?
0: I'm gonna rewatch the Q T Marshall dive a million times.
1: Mm. But are you gonna rewatch the whole match?
0: But the dive is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life.
1: It's up to you, Garrett.
0: I'll probably go NXT. I didn't particularly mm-hmm. like any like either of these shows, but NXT did have that opener. You're right. It goes to NXT. Yeah. NXT wins. <laughs> You've taken to clapping a lot in this show.
1: I like clapping. What can I say? It feels appropriate. For the celebration, because we don't have sound effects,
0: but I could I could edit it in. I I I thought about editing out your clapping, but it's, 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 what the
1: it's, fuck? Well, like like uh, I'm not sure how
0: clapping translates on a podcast, Liam. It might hurt people. About ears. whenever I
1: whenever I clap, find a soundbite of like a crowd clapping and just overdub it.
0: Okay, or put in some cartoonish music. But NXT victorious for a second time.
1: Good work, NXT.
0: I really like you scraped ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was just I was just like. I have no strong feelings about either of these shows and I don't think either was particularly great but I guess one did have a great
1: match like if AEW had of had like, some sort of moment that I was like I want to go see that moment again
0: QT Marshall
1: pro- am I well yeah but like, that's, that's a that's a three second gif <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, compared uh, to a 15 minute great match
0: but, but which can you want, you can watch the three second gif a lot more times
1: but I, will I will I watch that GIF enough three seconds in a row to equal to equate to fifteen minutes of NXT?
0: Perhaps it's a very good
1: GIF. And also, Angel Garza got engaged, so
0: yeah, he did. She said yes, so good for
1: him. This is this is our engagement present to NXT.
0: Yes, Thank, well, congratulations, Angel Garza, your Cruiserweight Champion, and your victor in the Wednesday War Games.
1: Now change that belt.
0: Before we go, where can people find you on the internet? I'm around <laughs> Discord.
1: Yeah, find me on Discord. Talk to us on Discord. Go to the Voices of Wrestling Discord and go onto the Wednesday War Games channel. How about that? You can speak to us directly. You can at Garrett directly.
0: Yes, well, you can do that on Twitter too, but sure.
1: And the DMs are open on the War Games Twitter. And on my So if my you want to hail Twitter. abuse at us in private, feel free to.
0: You can also do it in public. I don't really care.
1: <laughs> Just give us something. Just abuse us.
0: <laughs> Liam just wants to feel the world. He wants to, to to know there's somebody out there. This is the 52nd minute of the podcast, though. That's this is the this is the true time where, like, the second I say, Liam, where can people find you on the internet? That's where people stop listening.
1: Yeah, this is this is just for the hard cause.
0: <laughs> we can say whatever we want at, at, at this point of the podcast, and nobody's right, here. Garrett, it's speaking Garrett, to nobody. Give me,
1: give me give me your hottest take for this uh, year in pro wrestling.
0: I don't know. New Japan has been boring. Is that a hot take? That, like, it's just boring top to bottom. It's a boring company.
1: uh, I think that's a hot take to people who like New Japan a lot.
0: Probably is.
1: (laughs) Um, I gotta think of a hot take. Hey, do your pitch and I'll think of a hot take
0: everything in new Japan's boring it's stale it's like 2015 new japan where there's good matches but everybody is running on the spot and nobody has been elevated in about a year and a half and it's just the same people having the same matches over and over again and who cares they're good matches but who cares i look at that wrestling kingdom lineup and i'm like i don't care about any of these matches i don't care about the tournament i don't care about goto and kenta i don't care about like ishii and shingo being demoted to multi-mans the two best wrestlers in the company are doing nothing i don't care about those lineups They're boring-looking, because New Japan is boring. There's nothing... And the point is that, like, there's very little they can do without, like, actively elevating people, which they're not doing. The Sonata has hit a ceiling. Evil has hit a ceiling. All these people have hit ceilings because nobody's going anywhere, because it's Okada on top, and everyone else just hovering underneath, and no one being elevated at the moment. What's your hot take, Liam? John Moxley is the tallest member of the Shield. That's a factual lie. You can find us on Twitter at, at WarGamesPod.
1: Oh, wait, wait, my hot take. I, have, I found my hot take. My real hot take. All right. <laughs> Screw promotion. Naito should lose at Wrestle Kingdom in the first round.
0: And so should Okada. And Naito should beat Okada in the consolation match.
1: And then lose to Jay White at New February. Beginning for the yeah. title. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> That's... We are perfect bookers. We are the golden bookers. Yes. And... Once again, proving that we know what's best for business. If you'd like more
0: AEW content in your podcast feeds, well, does Voice of the Wrestling Podcasting Network have the podcast for you? It's Everything Elite. They talk about (laughs) Everything Elite. What war do you want? They also talk about Dark. Yeah, they talk about Dark. We don't. Because Dark's a fake show that actually has a good Kenny Omega match. Go watch that Kenny. Go watch the Kip Sabian Kenny Omega. Much better than the tag match on this show.
1: Hmm.
0: You can listen to Shake the Ropes for all your WWE coverage. You can follow me on Twitter at G or ettkid anyway. I continue to prioritize my own personal brand over the podcast brand with my tweets.
1: It, my hot take isn't that stupid.
0: Listen, I'm more. I'm more concerned with building my personal brand. It's more important.
1: As I am a man of the people, I'm nearly a man th- of the podcast.
0: Three thousand followers. Liam, one thousand nine hundred ninety-seven followers. It has only taken me over ten years to amass nearly two thousand followers.
1: Listen, it's not about how many followers you have, it's the content you give them.
0: I was th- I thought you were gonna say it's not about the, the number of followers, it's about the quality of followers, but no, it's about the number.
1: It's about the quality of takes delivered.
0: Thanks for listening, and bye-bye. And we apologize to John. Oh yeah, for all the NITO slander, sorry John. John sorry, actually Bye! John actually listens to this show, so we're upsetting them with, with all the NITO slander.
1: Ah uh, we are the worst. Bye! <laughs> bye.